Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Footy. Look, trade week, trade two weeks, however fucking long it goes for. Sometimes it feels like an eternity. Sometimes it's over in the blink of a fucking eye. It's hard to keep track. Sometimes the the two-week trade period is like, oh, man, two weeks, nothing happens. And everyone's like, hey, what if we did all the trades in the last 15 minutes of trade period? It wasn't even 15 minutes. It was the last six. Holy shit. Yeah, so uh, not a lot had happened uh, up until the final 15 minutes of... uh, the trade period, and then everything happened. Uh, so, Tom, the hugest and most enormous news of this is that uh, Jeremy Cameron now is a Geelong Cats footballer. He is. We have now got in the same team the 2019 and the 2020 Coleman medalist, which yep. is cooked. Yeah, he can serve out his to- probation in Geelong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's character building for him. He's around... Uh, wait, another player who gets reported. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's character building for him because if he tries to do anything, Chris Scott will just rewind back 10 years, 20 years and just take him out. Yeah. (laughs) He'll call up Brad. He's not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, All of a sudden, he'll be like, is that Chris? Is that Chris? Oh, no. It's a Scott Mm. double. (laughs) Bang. And, um, yeah, so uh, trade period, and this happens to me most times during the trade period where, like, I'll pay attention a little bit at the start, and then I'll just, like, check every now and then, like, maybe once a day, and then it hits a point in trade period where things get so juicy that I'm, like, watching the live feed, I'm, like, (laughs) refreshing Twitter, I'm searching fucking hashtags to see if anyone has got some juice that uh, Trade Radio is not talking about yet. It's, like, basically I need, like, four screens in front of me uh, for, like, the back end of trade period, and let me tell you, that last 15 minutes, I was fucking firing at all cylinders. You know who else I, was firing? Mitch Cleary. He was a frazzled <laughs> man. He was, he, was, he was literally reporting things coming in. That, that yeah. live, the li- watching the live third, last 30 minutes of that trade period, they just come to him and he's like, I'm getting a text. It's not done. I'm getting another text. It is done. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of just like, kind of just like, he'd say something and the camera would linger on him and he'd just kind of like shake his head and be like, I, I, I don't know what's happening yet. <laughs> I like Mitch Cleary a lot. I got a lot of time for that man. Yeah. So. yeah. He, um, He's a good operator. He was like, yeah, there was a lot of trade news coming in, like fucking tidal waves, and he was just fucking in over his head. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it, just so funny to see him like trying to hold a microphone and like look at his phone and be like, so uh, I've, I've just sent a text that said, is the is the Dunkley deal still on the table? Is it something that could possibly happen? I've just got a text back. It just says the word yes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, th- I think the best one was with like 30 seconds to go, oh, about a minute to go. They're like, have you got anything more, Mitch? And he's like, um, um, I've just, oh, Jeremy Cameron's a cat. 
Not, no, no official, nothing on any screens behind him. It's literally yeah. him just going to all of his sources. Yeah. And unlike Tom Brown, his sources, they, they come yeah. in. They come. Uh, come the, uh, another highlight in the last... So these all happened in the last 10 minutes. Um, another highlight was right at the end. They're like, well, I guess Trelaw's not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, Mitch is like, oh, wait. Trelaw's... I don't know how this has happened, but he's got to the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was the most off its dick, I think. And then... And then Trade they were like, ah, oh, Dunkley. And they're like, no, they've managed to get it done without Dunkley. And then Trade Radio was like, what has happened here? <laughs> like, <laughs> I tell you what, who is it? Power is that who the list manager is for the dogs? Bulldogs. Because he is, yeah, he is Lukey Power's brother. Of, oh, there you go. So he's yeah. walked, whatever, whatever, whoever he is, he's walked out of those trade meetings, and his dick is swinging. He's got two he, dicks now. He, <laughs> <laughs> they came in. They didn't give up anyone. Uh, they they got better picks, and they landed the players that they need, which yeah. was a ruckman to protect English, and arguably one of the premium, like a, a gun yeah. midfielder to complement their already like. And, and wow, they kept a player that was like a week ago was like, yeah, I don't want to play for you, and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, all right. Nah, you, you stay. You're staying. And he was like, "Yeah, right. I'm staying. I'm staying." And they're like, "Ah, oh, get in here." <laughs> and they did. And they've still got all the picks and points to get this Jet Next Academy kid. I tell you what, fucking hell, Bevo, what, what have Lockie you done Young, down there? Boys, Lockie Young did leave, but That's I mean, it, yeah. In the context of what they brought in, they're they're laughing. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's and it's well. It's one absurd. thing with their picks is Tom. So they had, I think it was like pick fourteen. Anyway, dogs had like a what they started with. I think they had like um. Did they have like pick eight or ten or something like that? Probably ten. Anyway, they were like, "That's too high. We'd prefer to split it up," and they did that yeah. too. <laughs> well, they needed to because whatever. That's why they were reluctant to do the Dunkley one because it, it, say if Essendon gave them pick six, that just gets swallowed up by the the guy that's going to go pick one who's in their yeah. academy or whatever yeah. it is. So, and I think they knew yeah, that they, they, didn't, they that. didn't want to take a good pick from Essendon to give to Collingwood because they're like, no, 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 you want to get rid of Trelaw, we'll pay yeah. fuck all for yeah. him. Oh, that's one of the that's one of the reasons why like everything went to the final thirty seconds because everyone was doing deals with Collingwood and just waited it out because yeah. Collingwood was so desperate to clear money that people yeah. were like, oh, we'll, we'll fucking rob them. Tom yeah. Phillips pick sixty five. Yeah, he geez. is twenty five years old and a winger. Yeah. Fucking hell, that Not is. That. It was Hawthorne just. What the fuck? Um, there was a lot of so oh. we'll get into. I guess look, there's one team that had the most eventful trade period in human history, I reckon, and uh, it wasn't a positive experience. No, and that was the Collingwood Magpies. But we'll get to them. We'll just go through what happened with our clubs first, because we are nothing if not a bias show. <laughs> I could do Brisbane pretty quickly, boys. Um, yeah. They made a few As- questionable decisions this trade period. Not the most yeah. fucked, but a couple of weird ones. Well, the positives are we brought in Joey Danaher, and I yeah. think all Huge. of the um, all of the footy experts who watched Brisbane in the finals were like, "Oh, they just needed a key forward. Just needed a key <laughs> forward. Hipwood, McStay aren't good enough." So we got Joey Danaher, who yeah. when he's up and firing, he's an all Australian superstar. Oh, absolutely. And so, ne- next yeah. season will probably be his return to form. Hopefully. But here's the thing: out of Brisbane. the three of them now. One of them's going to get a third best defender. Yeah, that's what I liked. That's the good stuff. That's going to be great. Um, And, I mean, it'll either be McStay or Hipwood because, you know, number one will go to Joey. Brisbane's got a really good medical team probably for the last – probably since Fagan's been there. They've just been on fire. We haven't had as many injuries as we used to and we've been able to, like, fix players like Link McCarthy who could never get on the park. So, they've got him and they've also went with Tom's boy, Kaya Cockatoo, who was a – uh, former top 10 draft pick. Yep. He's, and- a, he's a jet. He is a gun. If they can get him up and running, maybe. You know how I was like, Brisbane need one more midfielder. He could be the guy, I guess, if they well, get the him thing up about, The thing about Cocker too, that it breaks my heart to lose him, but I'm glad he's going to a club that I respect and like and that he can bring a good friend of mine joy yep. if he gets on the park. You can play Cockatoo at half forward. You can play him across half back. You can play him on the wing. You can play him on the ball. He's got... He's very versatile mm. if he can get up and going. Well, it's nice to know that I guess, Col- like all, uh, not Collingwood, I guess that uh, Essendon and Geelong both listen to this show and they've been like, look, we've got to help our friend Sean get a flag next year. We'll just give him a couple of players. They'll be right. Actually, I hadn't thought of it like that. The two 
big moves we you know we brought in are both from your clubs. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's just friends helping friends. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just friends helping friends. It's good for footy. That's why I kind of a part of me wishes that Wither had gone to Essendon or or Geelong. Yeah. Sad to see him go. We talked about that at yeah. length last week. Um, and then Brisbane did like another weird thing at the end where they traded both their first round picks. So I think Brisbane had 18 and 19 for this this draft. Yeah. 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 Traded them to Melbourne um, in like a weird deal. And basically, we get Melbourne's first pick next year. So Brisbane are hoping that Melbourne is shithouse again. Wait, um, it is pretty yeah. funny to bet on the fact that Melbourne are going to suck. <laughs> but, but, but I think it's also a case of... The Brisbane have their eye on next year's draftees because they're like this. This year's too compromised. Yeah, I think that's it. There's a lot of academy stuff, and also the fact that any Victorian player didn't really play a proper season. So I think yep. the consensus is that next year's draft is stronger. So Brisbane have banked a few picks. Also, we've got an academy guy who's probably this year going to go at like pick forty ish. So I think Brisbane were happy to just move back in the order and just grab him because yep. the the only other option was to package those two together and move up into the top ten this year, perhaps. But Eh, whatever. I, I don't think they were really into it. That probably tells you that there wasn't a player that they wanted badly enough in the top group, so they were just like, ah, fuck it. They, yeah. they went in with a checklist, and it was if they can get Cockatoo, and they wanted Danaher. Danaher was the only name on their list. They got him in the first five seconds of the trade period going. Yeah. So, really, they could relax. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with what they did. I'm sad to lose with, though, but um, I trust Fagan, and we'll see what happens. Tom. Yes. How do you feel about Geelong? I feel like uh, I'm pretty happy, to be completely honest. Um, the Giants were difficult about it, but I think in reflection, we didn't lose anyone that I wasn't expecting to lose um, yep. in, in Cockatoo. And Fogarty is a, is a gun and I like him a lot. Um but I understand his desire to leave, considering he's probably there's probably about five or six players that he's in that same category as, and just and not through any fault of his own, but just through some injuries in the last two seasons, he's fallen behind. Say Simpson, um, Myers, Parfit, Atkins, and Clark, who's chosen to stay. So he's kind of fallen just off the the, the radar a little bit there. Um, we didn't lose Parfit or Radagalia to the Giants, which I'm pretty. Excited about because this is the thing. Like people, are like oh, you know, you got to get Radagalia to develop a bit quicker. He's twenty, like he's yeah. That's, he, he's not an older player. Tom Hawkins didn't come good till twenty eleven, and he'd been in the system five or six years. So yeah, I think Radagalia will be a good player. I think it means he can probably focus on being a ruck. Yeah, uh, I think that's where his strength is. Um, but I mean, we got the two players we set out to get in Higgins and Cameron. Uh, we gave up three first round picks for Cameron, which is a, apparently a record trade. It's never happened before. No yep. one's ever given up three first rounders for a player. Um, but I guess in a compromised draft, the thing that yep. I the thing that the thing that there's two things that I find fascinating about this. So in the lead up to the final deadline day of Cameron going through, you had uh-huh. David King, a so-called expert, uh, being like, Geelong have got to give up three first rounders for Cameron. That's just what they've got to do. Yeah. And then when Geelong did it, he was like, I can't believe they've given up three first rounders for Cameron. That's they've just oh, that's might have cooked their future next year. No, yeah, it's like, he's a David dickhead. King. King, yeah. what are you talking about? We're being blasted for not doing it. And then when we did it, we're being criticised. I think the thing is, Geelong knows that we've got an older list. Our window is now. And we brought in players that reflect that. Yeah. Cameron also is, what, 26, 27. It makes me feel better about what happens when Hawkins eventually finishes up in two years' time. Um, because it was there was a gap there. It's like Hawkins is playing well, but he's got maybe one, maybe two years tops and then we have a bit of a void. Yeah. Cameron comes in now and, and you know, he'll be 29, 30. It it, it, it kind of settles a bit. Um, yeah. Higgins yeah, will, yeah. I guess, play, fill that hole that Ablett just left, that half forward role. Um, and Smith brings a bit of speed, um, which I, I, I'm i interested to see how that, that plays out considering we've still got Minigola there and there was word floating around that he might be looking to leave. So maybe they've got Smith. I don't know. Tom. They there's two wing spots. <laughs> well, yes, but Duncan's got the other one. Don't care. Move him in the middle. 
All right, then. Now, because, oh. you know how often – I think you've talked about this, Tom, how often Blitzarves goes to the wing as well. That's now, you don't true. have to do that. Blitzarves can be the All-Australian fullback. He can be the All-Australian fullback. He, oh, mm. Fuck, Sean, this is – you know what? Yeah. I'm even happier about my trade period than I so, was five seconds ago. <laughs> I Look, I'm really happy for you too, Tom. Uh, I just want to share with the audience something that you did after this trade, though, and it really, really, really highlights uh, why sometimes we get a bit annoyed at the Geelong arrogance. Because um, yeah, like, I'm I'm glad that Jeremy Cameron is going to Geelong. That's good. But in celebrating, like the trade period ended, and you were like, Geelong have had a ripper trade period. Jeremy Cameron is going to kick a hundred goals or whatever. That's fine. But then you're like, and we got him for a steal. Shut up, Tom. You can't fucking no, no, no. celebrate you- that. Not only did you, t- you it, 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 it's a technique I've seen by someone that is globally despised. Because you're like. We got the best team, and we got it for the cheapest, and we've just fucking killed I it. I won the election, boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, uh, I, just settle down a bit, all right? You gave away three first-round picks. But this uh, is the other point I wanted to make. I'm, I'm with Tom. Thank I think you, I'm with Sean. Tom on this one. The three, three first-rounders isn't yeah, a steal. People, people wax on about first-rounders. How, how many first-rounders actually work out? That's true. So Geelong, you know Geelong's know? last first-round pick was, was Nakai Cockatoo. And the one before that was Joel Selwood. We haven't had a, like a top 15, 12 pick for years. Yeah, but Sean, now, um, surely when your team's average age is now 30, you'd probably yeah, want to hold Yeah, but we're right in the it. window, mate. That's what we're going nah. for. Yeah, Joel, I've, I've, come, I've, You've I've come, around? come around to the... Right, I, know no, what, I know what Geelong are doing. Geelong's yeah. list management strategy now is now every on. single year top up to stay in the window. They, yeah. they try to keep the window open every single year. Yep. Eventually, it's going to run out of steam. But when you've got the chance, to, I don't know, would you rather win a flag next year or like go hey, back if, and pick three young kids? This don't. is what I mean. If, if we yeah, won a flag yeah. next year and then we bottomed out in a couple of years, mm. no one can take away that flag from me. That's true. Yeah, I guess I guess that's a better than like a gamble of potentially winning like a three-peat in 10 years. Yes. Also, Tom, yeah. I'll point this out. If, for instance, you'd done the same deal but for the bond, I wouldn't be as on board. It's because you've targeted a specific... Yep. Need in the list. Yeah, correct. And I think Geelong are doing it. I think that's what Brisbane have done. Brisbane just sort of target it and go. All right, we'll just get. We'll just whatever it takes to get it done. Just get it done. Yep. Yep. All right. And I think. I think that the, the reason I when I say a steal, I don't necessarily mean that we we paid unders or anything like that. But the Giants were dead set that we had to give them a player, and we yep. didn't. And that's yep. the thing that I was really happy about. I was worried that there'd be a weird thing where we'd panic and give De Koning or someone like that away, who's these developing younger players. And it just shows that the Giants, I think, didn't do as well as people are like, oh, but they got three picks out of John. It's like, yeah, but they didn't get what they really wanted, which was established talent. So they're, we, we, we held firm because I think Geelong are a good team. And, and well said, you know, we will do to give the Giants a better deal than what they would have got from the AFL. That's the, that's the plan. Um, but yep. look, I'm happy. I'm happy. We've, we've come out doing better. And look, we didn't, uh, we didn't, you know, do a fire sale and get rid of our best players. So that's yeah. also good. That is good. And the bombers um, job. Yeah. So we had kind of a, uh, it was kind of like a middle trade period because uh, there were three players that were considered, well, they were definitely in our best 22 when they're fit uh, or decided they didn't want to go. They wanted to go. They uh, had their eyes on other clubs. And that was stressful for me because one, there was all those rumors about everyone's leaving Essendon and the culture's fucked and everything's fucked and, Everyone hates playing there, and everyone hates truck, and everyone hates each other. Um, but this trade period kind of showed that I guess maybe it was just those three players, because uh, we managed to get players in, which is something that doesn't happen when your club culture is really fucked. And yeah, we got rid of the three players that we well that didn't want to play there anymore, but we got like decent deals for them. Yeah. So Joe Danaher, obviously, was a restricted, he was a free agent, so we got the um top up for it so that wasn't like a trade but yeah like Saad went to Carlton we got pick eight yep and uh Orazio went to Port Adelaide and we got a pick that was very well suited for whatever he he got it was like 26 or something I think yeah in late late 20s for him but Joel you've walked out of the trade period with picks six seven and eight yes and Tom so six seven and eight and we're the first non-expansion club to do that since uh Hawthorne in 2005 Yep. Hey, Joel. Uh, or 2004. Do you want to know the three players they brought in with their pick six, seven, and eight? Uh, yeah. Or five, six, and seven, or whatever yeah, it yeah, was. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Buddy Franklin. Yep. Roughhead. Yep. Jordan Lewis. So, 
Tom, I've heard a lot about those three players before. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's because they got heaps of flags. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is good news, and it means that Essendon can like hopefully recruit some players, that fi- like some younger players, to fill some of the problems that we're having. But also, the players we picked up in the trade are suitable-ish replacements for the players we lost. So, first off the bat, and the one that's probably the most exciting. Well, actually, before I get into this one player in particular, the three people we've picked up are going to be interesting because they're the exact type of player that Essendon has a million of, which is, on paper, they're guns and they have the potential to be superstars. But last year, none of them showed that potential. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if if it works out, it's going to work out in a big way. If it doesn't work out, people will be like, hmm, well, you didn't pay that much for the players, so that's all right, but... Could be another rough year. Um, so, straight off the bat, uh, we lost one tall forward in Joe Danaher, but we gained an even taller forward in Peter Wright or uh, Two Meter Peter. I love him. What a name. I love him so much. Do you reckon, do you reckon his parents, when he was born, looked at him and were like, he's going to be two meters tall. Better call yeah. him something that rhymes with meter so he has the greatest <laughs> nickname of all time. Two Meter Peter. I might start calling him Two Meet Pete. <laughs> oh. oh, man, that's good. Um... You know so, you could call him just to really fuck with the whole thing. You could go like, oh, this is my good friend 200 centimetre Peter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a black tie event type Yeah, name. yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's a... That's when he wins the Brownlow. <laughs> <laughs> and the winner of the 2021 Brownlow is 200 centimetre Peter. <laughs> um, so, interesting. So, this is probably gives you a good insight to... Uh, two meter Peter and his abilities. So three years ago, when rated by Championship Data, Champion Data, uh, he was ranked the best twenty year old in the competition, Ooh. and that was ahead of Jeremy Cameron, Taylor Walker, and Jesse Hogan when they were the same age, which is wow. crazy. Jesus. Um. So he couldn't get a game for the Suns last year, though. So that is concerning, but. The Suns had a bunch of problems, and their forward line wasn't really one of them. Yep. So, like, Sexton, for instance, was all systems go all season. But, well, they had, yeah. they had King fit and Day fit for the yeah, first yeah. time. It's King and Day. And yeah. then, literally, Peter Wright was the next. Like, some people looked at it and gone, it's weird that Gold Coast did it, because if, if Day or King get injured, yeah, like, fun. Wright would be the guy that comes in. So, they yeah. kind of cooked that. He was on a lot of money. I think is the, is one other factor. They wanted to get rid of that off the salary yeah. cap. I feel like that. I think I th- I can't remember if I just this was just a rumor if it's actually happening. But I think they're still playing some of his. Uh, they are. Yeah. 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 A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. He's on like five hundred. I'm pretty sure. That's all right. That's well, yeah. Good money. It's Hopefully- it's what Gold Coast have to do to keep the kids basically. Yeah. yeah. It's why they weren't more aggressive in like you know going for Trelaw and and some other big name players because they're kind of yeah. like at capacity. Yeah, and uh, unlike some other clubs that are at salary cap capacity, they foresee that if they offer people huge back backloaded deals, in a couple of years, they're going to have to basically fold and be a national embarrassment. Yep. Do, do you know what, Joel? I yes. think as well, so Peter's a nice slot to, to replace Danaher. He's untried. We don't know how he'll be, etc. But I think but also- Truckers, Truckers had to, a bit of time to look at this list, and yeah. I think he's like, right, if people don't want to be here under me, get him out the door. Yep. And I'm going to try to just get in. It's almost, it feels like he's doing a truck reset yeah. at Essendon. Because it's like, yep, no, Warsfold did that. And they've gone through the ringer and they've had a lot of trouble. Yeah. The truck is here and he's keep on trucking. That's how yeah. he's going to run this footy club. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think you've done all right. I think you've done actually better than it. it on paper, it looks like, oh, they didn't, you know, they didn't get Dunkley. Yeah. And they lost all these players. But I think... Dunkley For where was... they were, where you guys finished on the ladder this year, I yeah. think you've got a net gain for next yeah. year, surely. And like, if these players that we just got stay fit for the whole season, we're in a significantly better spot than we were last year. Because, yeah, like, uh, like two meter Peter struggled to get a game, but it's not because his legs didn't work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you got to think too for someone like Orazio, right? Yeah, he. If you're injured, you don't want to get fit for a team you don't like. Yeah. This is a, this is a good point, boys, because I think the media are looking at it and they've looked at the three players that have gone out and they've gone, oh, it's a bit of a disaster for Essendon. Yeah. But only Saad was actually playing games. Yeah. So basically, it's kind of like because these guys you've picked up, I think you've got Nick Hind, Caldwell, and 
200 centimeter Peter. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically the three of them in for Sard, and on top of that, pick six, seven, and eight. So I think yeah. it's a win. I think it's a big win. Not like yeah, it's not a it's, massive win. But yeah. From how diabolical it could have been. Yeah, oh, yeah. They've done a great job. Yeah. So what it was looking like on your best and fairest night when we were talking about potentially Essendon having no one but Jake Stringer. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, you got like. Stuff like uh, there was talks that like Phillips was going to be traded, and like Essendon didn't even really mention that in the end. Yeah, yeah. like and um, also Joel, you'll well, get Dunkley next year. Oh, Tom, we'll get to this in a second, but maybe <laughs> maybe I won't need to wait till next year. I reckon you'll get uh, Magic Door as well. Yeah, we're, we've got an inside source about that. Uh, yeah. a, wi- a whiteboard <laughs> with Magic Door written on it. <laughs> um, oh, Irving, you've uh, you've given us the <laughs> you've given the world the scoop of the century. <laughs> um, yeah, Joel, it would have been perfect if you finished it with Dunkley. I yeah. actually think I actually think that's a mistake by the Bulldogs because you've got a guy Dunkley wants to leave because he's not getting midfield minutes, and, and they bring in, in Trelaw, who's ahead yeah. of him already. Um, it's not going to work out. And think about it. Dunkley's value is never going to be better than what it was this trade period. Well, that's another thing. If they play him less in the midfield this year, yeah. his trade value is going to plummet and he's going to be unhappy the whole year. So yeah. he'll still want to leave. And they'll the have o- to get rid of him. The only risk for me, I guess, is that like Dunkley's like a little sour on Essendon for not getting it done as well. Like He's angry at the Bulldogs, but also a bit like, fucking bombers, why didn't you offer? But I oh. mean- because no, they wanted drink. two. They wanted like seven and eight, which I just don't I, yeah. I think you can't do that for Dunkley. No. For a guy who's not even in the starting midfield of, of his current team. Even though the Bulldogs yeah. midfield is very deep. And, it's probably yeah. one of He's the, a best, gun too. the you, best on paper. I think it is too. But yeah. the Bulldogs' problems still remain in the forward line and the back line, I reckon. Yeah. I've got a point <laughs> that I want to make though where it feels like recruiting – Trelaw means that you can actually use Bon up forward a bit more. Oh, whatever. Yeah, which the, you want to do the Dangerfield thing with him. Tom, Tom, and when people say stuff like that to me, I want to kill them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, He's I'm one of the best Sean. players <laughs> in the comp, one of the best midfielders in the comp. He's not well, a forward. That He's is the kind of guy, the- he is the Dangerfield in that like, he'll play a shit team and maybe kick three or four and you'll go, oh, geez, if he could play forward, leave them in the middle. Same with yeah. Dangerfield. Doesn't well, that's the best him. thing about having Cameron is danger won't go forward nearly as much. Yeah, yeah. He'll rest uh, forward. Maybe he still will. I don't know what but... cooked decisions Geelong will fucking make. <laughs> um, We're gonna play Blitzers. Tom, in the you got the parts. best list. So Chris Scott's got to do something to make sure you don't win the premiership. <laughs> yeah, hire yeah, Brad to be impersonating. Be, <laughs> ten year anniversary of last time we won a flag by walking into a winning team, and he'll be like, "Fuck, I don't want to accidentally do that again." <laughs> <laughs> what would be hilarious is if if that he he won a team he won a flag with a team he just brought in for a trade yeah <laughs> so again <laughs> so the other two players that hasn't picked up we just mentioned before were Caldwell and Hind yeah again two players that are like have had a like have big potential um, it's funny Hind is actually the type of player we were talking about last time we were talking about Essendon because he's like twenty six oh. he's a, a big money ball. Yeah, he's not not a, not worth a lot of money. Um, he was a gun half back at VFL level, but then Saints played him forward. But I reckon we'll probably play him back again. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. I, I tell you what, I like <clears throat> about this is, and particularly, I just feel that the and Coldwell last... will be in a ra- a ratio. Yeah, and I feel like the last twenty Except minutes. Fish. Well, no, actually, Coldwell's a mid. Coldwell's an inside mid. So you can move him up on the ball. Mm. Oh, actually, um, yeah, but fine. yeah, the, the last the last fifteen minutes, and particularly the way Essendon traded late, yeah, big money ball vibes. I was just waiting to see Jonah Hill in the behind Mitch Cleary <laughs> on the phone, just doing that fist pump. Yeah, <laughs> um, oh, it was all happening. It was. All, I, I just. I could. Ju- you could just tell that Dodoro was had he before the last day of of the trade period. Dodoro fired up money ball and went, "All right, I'm Billy Bean. Let's go." Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing with Dodoro. Like, I was so angry at him this year just because I was scared of what was about to happen. But he actually, he was reasonable this year. What? Well, I mean, just Orazio is the only thing that he wasn't reasonable with. But then, like, we ended up trading anyway. Like, he didn't try any of this. Oh, maybe if we just trap them at the club, they'll love to play here next year. Shit. Which he's done before. Maybe he did. Maybe he did, and truck just pulled him aside and was like, "Do you want to be hit by a truck?" <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What a threat. Hi, I'm Truck. Do you want to get hit by a truck? <laughs> Clever. <laughs> it's good. Look, I'm pretty happy with how this turned out. It's exciting to have another forward uh, that has a dumb nickname that I will just fucking get around. Um, Aratio was number 13 for Essendon. 13 being my favorite number. So one of these players might end up with 13 on their back. And I just really hope that they have a massive year so I can be like, all right. What numbers are available for um, Joey and Nakaya, Sean? Oh, fuck. I can't even think what Witherden was. In my head, he's 23, but that could be wrong. Isn't no, Charlie, Charlie Cameron's 23? 23. See, I don't even yeah. know what Witho is. I don't know, he's mate. T- they can have whatever they want. So we've, got, <laughs> we've, we've got a couple that have, that have come free. The one that's interesting is uh, the number five is now available. Oof. Oh, yeah. Witherden was uh, 29. Okay, 29. Yeah. That's close uh, to 23. I think Joey would want a low number. Yeah. What was what was Steph Martin? 12, I think. Oh, that's that's doable. You give him the 12. Now, we've got um the 4, which I think are the 4, the 7, oh. the 13 and the oh. 5 available at Geelong. The most important number in the history of Brisbane has become available. Oh, 16, number 3. Oh, Vossi's number. Imagine Joey gets Vossi's number, kicks oh. 100 goals. Uh, if Joe, oh. imagine Sean. Look, look, <laughs> Sean. Look, I'd like to paint a scenario. I'm getting number Round three. One, I'm getting Joey's number playing. three. I'm going online right now and I'm buying it. <laughs> Joey comes out in the number three, and there's another addition that he's got on his right hand: G- glove and a mustache. Imagine seeing a gloved hand twirling oh. in the air. Oh my god! Imagine <laughs> oh. his first kick for Brisbane That's is a goal on the run from 55. <laughs> Well, the thing is, with Joey... And you know what? There is every chance it could be. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Sean, with Joey, it might be 65. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Man. (laughs) Fucking hell. Um, Yeah, number three's available. uh, Number 12's available. Number 29's (laughs) available. I reckon Cockatoo will go 12 and Joey will go three. Oh. Yeah. Or Cockatoo three. I I don't know. Maybe they'll hold on to three. I don't know. Who knows? Mm. Anything could happen. I reckon they'll offer Cameron five at Geelong. Really? Yeah, fair enough. I reckon. That is true. I reckon Higgins will get the four because like, he was four at, at the um, at the line at the at North Melbourne, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know what Smith was. I think he was 16 maybe, hmm. which I don't think is available. Yeah, you so should probably – well, the, maybe for uh, Isaac Smith, uh, don't worry about numbers. Just get TC on his back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That actually – he would get – Turbo powered. If he had TC on his, if he rolls up for round one and he's got TC on his back, all right. I'm looking forward to Easter Monday. That's all I'm saying, boys. I want um, I want Peter Wright to get just the number two hundred on his back. <laughs> boys, Tom Bell Chambers retired. He could get the number two. The yeah. two meter Peter could have the two on his back. I reckon that's going to happen. That's I a, think that's a deal. that if oh, fuck that that'll be huge. That'll be fuck. so huge. Fuck. <laughs> If they if they fuck it up and give it to someone else, <laughs> oh! Can we talk about one more clubs trade period? Yeah, we we teased it at the start of the episode, and we've mentioned it a little bit since then. But so most trade periods, like you might come out like a little, you'd be like a little bummed or like pretty happy or stoked. It's rare for a team to go into the trade period and just like not shit their pants once, not shit their pants twice, but spend two weeks just doing constant shits in their pants. But this year. We were blessed with a war on Collingwood miracle as their fucking (laughs) (laughs) the worst trade period I have ever seen. Not even just in AFL. This is like the worst trade period full stop. Their list manager, Ned Guy, I I reckon he shit his pants at the start of the year and just like (laughs) stayed away from people so no one would smell it. And he just panicked. (laughs) He's got the real vibe of a guy who knows that he fucked up ages ago. And just like didn't want to tell anybody, he thought he could fix it. It's it, it it absolutely. He feels like a guy that has done some home improvement renovations that didn't work too well, and then has just pretended that nothing had happened. And then three years later, there's a massive leak in the backyard, and he's trying to tell his wife that it wasn't him. I <laughs> know oh, that's just how it's always been. Yeah, no, I didn't see that when I was. He he's got big George Costanza vibes. Yes, that guy. That's he just the looks one. like a man who's constantly fucking up. And imagine going into a trade period, right, and coming out of it 
in a worse position and it's your fault. So sometimes clubs go into a trade period, they lose players, but it's not their fault. The players just want to leave and they end up probably in a slightly worse position. Collingwood actively went about making themselves <laughs> worse. They could have got... They're like, oh, we strengthened their draft hand. With fucking what? Pick 20? Yeah, you it was... You, you didn't trade oh. up into the top 10. You're still back in the bottom half of the first round. You let Tom Phillips go for six pick 65. You sent... <laughs> like, to this day, to, to, to the highlight it though, not only do they just fuck up and it's ridiculous, but they've all like... The mixed messaging from the club is insane. So... Let's just, before we get into the messaging, because the messaging is so funny, and there's a 10-minute interview with Ned Guy by the trade radio guys the day that the trades close, and they're, like, angry at him for how dog shit the trade period was for Collingwood, and he just gives them the dumbest answers. But basically, Collingwood went into the trade period, and, like, their fans were like, oh, they'll either stuck up on talent, or, like, maybe get a few draft picks, or, like, maybe do both, which is the dream, obviously. Uh, Collingwood instead traded out uh, Trelaw, Jaden Stevenson, Tom Phillips. And a young guy named Atu, Bosanavalagi. Yeah, that's right. And they didn't pick up any trade picks higher than number 14, despite the fact some of these players being rated as some of the best players in the league. Like, Stevenson won the Rising Star, what, two years ago? Stevenson won the Rising Star in the year they made a grand final. And uh, yeah, pick so- thirty eight goals, <laughs> like um, and then last year had a- kicked less. I think he kicked twenty something goals, but also had the um the betting he- scandal thing. Yeah, where he, he did miss nine games. for ten games Look, or whatever. Yeah. And then this he year is- struggled with hub life. There is uh, no doubt in my mind that Jaden Stevenson is a dumb cunt off the field. <laughs> like yeah, and that's fine. Some AFL players are just fucking idiots. Jaden Stevenson is one of them. He's had multiple things off the field where you're just like, why did you do that? Like weighing in on yeah, weighing in on things where one, he has no idea what he's talking about, and two, just shut the fuck up, Jaden. But yeah, it doesn't change the fact that he was a very good footballer. And still is. He's just not going to be a good footballer for Collingwood anymore because they traded him for fuck all. What I what I think is possibly the worst part about this trade period, boys, is that this this entire section of the trade, particularly the Stevenson and Trelaw deals, yeah, just sh- reflect. I think Collingwood's shit house moral character. They don't have yeah. one. They are the, the trash. Mm. Their culture is dog shit. Yeah, it's it shows. Disgrace. It is a reflection of who they are. In that you've got a kid, so a young guy who's twenty. Yeah, um, he had a brilliant first year. A bit of a hit and miss second year where there's a bit of controversy. And then this year, it's clear he wasn't handling hub life well. And there's a lot of players who are in that boat. What you do is, so this is, you know, your crossroad point. And, and Collingwood said, oh, you know, we spoke to him a lot. We spoke to him. They also, Collingwood sacked their psychologist at some point during this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, classic. Um, so they're talking about how if a good club, if you've got a young player who's a, who's a talented player, but he's a bit flaky and can't get around it and does dumb fuckhead things off the field from time to time. Not not bad things, just make some stupid choices. Yeah. As a club, you would get around that player and be like, right, we're going to support you. This is how we're going to help you get back to get back to love and footy again. It might be that you're playing the, you know, the, the reserves for a little bit. We might pair you up with another player who's here, but we're going to get you back. Same with Trelaw, who is a player who has openly talked about his battles with mental health and his anxiety, who has... Uh, his partner has successfully become a brilliant netballer and is now moving north. And he said, well, she's moving north. I want to stay at this club and help this club win a flag. Can you support me and provide the support that I need so that I, I can do the best that I can while I'm basically living away from my partner? Which no, is- we can't do that. No. No. Yeah. Sorry. Too fucking hard. They Collingwood's official line is that from Ned Guy, this is the only consistent message they're getting from the mixed messages out of the club. From the CEO, from Ned Guy, and from Buckley himself, yeah. the three of them have all said, well, look, we probably weren't going to consider trading Trelaw until his, his partner, Kim, got a, decided to go play Decided. Like, she can't have any agency herself. <laughs> Fuck off. She's a professional athlete, too. They're both yeah. adults. They're both prepared to try to make it work. And the club went, nah, too hard. Yeah. Too, too hard. Yeah. We, we would rather 
we need to spend all of our time and energy supporting someone charged with sexual assault than actually supporting a decent bloke who wants to play for our club. Make no mistake, the other bloke who they're preparing to pay $2 million a year for is going to fuck off the first chance he gets if, if, you, if, 100%. if you get more money. 100%. You can take that to the bank. He's gone. He will be. Dugo is not a lifelong Collingwood player. Trelaw no. would have played Collingwood until he died. And they kicked him out because it was too hard. Buckley, fuck off. Get in the bin. Get... Eddie, get in the bin. Eddie hasn't said a word this entire trade period. The, yeah. the leadership Which, look, and the culture honest, at Collingwood it's been is refreshing. garbage. It has been, but Eddie has no credibility. Like, he shouldn't have already. But the next time another club makes a mistake and Eddie gets out in the media and starts talking shit about that club, everyone should come after him and say, shut up, cunt, because for the last two weeks you've said nothing. Yeah, You're a well, piece of I- shit think that that has already kind of happened this year. Like, there's been times where Eddie's come out and said dumb shit that, like, usually everyone would just fucking gobble up. But everyone's just been yep. like, shut the fuck up, you stupid old cunt. Yep. Either, just fuck off. Hey, just on the Stevenson one, so he had a pretty good interview on Trade Radio as well after he yep. got moved on, where he was basically like, yeah, I didn't, like, hear anything. And then I heard rumors, so I called Nathan Buckley, the coach, and he was like, yeah, you should try and find another team. <laughs> and everyone was kind of like, that is such a, f- wow, that's a really fucked thing to happen to a young player. Yeah. And then Collingwood have dismissed it. And I heard the CEO of Collingwood being interviewed today. And he was like, oh, no, you know, we, Jaden was aware all throughout the year, you know, he knew where he was at. He knew where he was at. He kept saying that. And then the interviewer kept pressing him and being like, yeah, but did he know about the trade? And the guy <laughs> kept dodging that and be like, he knew where he was at. And they go, yeah, but did he specifically know that you wanted to trade him? And then the CEO said, <laughs> I couldn't believe this. He just went, oh, well, um, as the CEO, I'm not in on the specifics of, of these things. So um, I, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. And they're like, <laughs> what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Because because the answer is, no, he he wasn't. But we're yeah. trying to save face. It's the same. Collingwood fucked up years ago when they've signed multiple players to huge deals. Yes. Which is, which is par for the course. Yep. They've done it multiple times. Mm. And yes, not everything works. Sometimes you make a mistake. Dane Beams comes back. He wasn't ready to come back. And that's okay. <laughs> you, you just write that one off. Fuck me. He's still got two years to run. It's, I yeah, know that it's just are... insane. Like, Trelaw. You go, Tom. Yeah. No, all I was going to say was it's not even about the losing the talent. Like, if you're if you're a supporter of Collingwood, it, it, it you, you should be angry because it's it's infuriating to watch these yeah. players leave. But it's it's the manner in which they did it and then the excuses they're now giving. The consistent messaging is that no one at the club knows what any other part of the club is doing, that it seems that Buckley calls the shots and if Buckley wants it, then Buckley gets it. But then also that the idea that they weren't prepared to support a player who said, I want to stay here and I need your support to yeah. do so. It Again, it just... I tell you what, if there wasn't a war on Collingwood already, this would fucking make me want to start. Side by side, we stick together. That's their song. <laughs> we don't. It's yep. a disgrace. I think their culture is in the bin. I think it probably has been for quite a long time. And honestly, a lot of people have hated or not like kind of disliked Nathan Buckley for a long time. And then the year they made the grand final, he had that sort of resurgence. It was around that time when Tom was trying to convince our listeners to vote yep. for Collingwood in the grand final. And I was overseas. I because was he got AWOL. caught up I was in- off. I got caught fighting up. in the fucking in yep. the trenches, and I come back and I find that uh, Tom's been stabbing me in yep. the back this whole time because he got caught up. He got caught up in the romance of it all. But this this I'm a trade period romance, boys. has very much sort yep. of shown what Buckley's all about. I think. I think he's he tries to create that perception that he's you know an everyman. He, he's an everyman. He's a he's the he's a friend of all the players. But yep. it's like, no, nah, you're an asshole, man. Like you're just a and piece the, of shit. The thing that I find very interesting is that you've got. Look at you. Look at clubs where players are leaving. Like I'm, they're interviewing um, some of the Geelong players about the players who are going, and I'm pretty sure Selwood and a few of the other boys were talking about. Oh, we loved having Cockatoo around. It's going to be really, you know, but we're happy to see him. You know, yeah. to get better. And a few of the guys were talking about Fogarty and things like that. Penderbury, nothing, nothing. Yeah, a complete zero silence. from the captain. And I get that it might not necessarily be his place, but. You've got to give him something. And apparently, this the other thing too that's fascinating is that Buckley, so Trelaw, there was a, a journalist saying that he'd heard that Trelaw was told by Buckley that the senior players wanted him out. That was yep. Sam Buckley, Edmund. Yes, that's right. Yes, Sam Edmund. Buckley came out firing and was like, that's a lie. You're a shit journalist. And everyone was like, on your bucks. Trelaw gets traded and they, someone asked him on his first interview at the Bulldogs, was that true? And Trelaw was like, yeah, he did. He told me that the players wanted me out and I knew that was a lie. 
because yeah. I spoke to the players. He yeah. said, Trelaw said in no uncertain terms that I was told that yeah. by Buckley. And that thing you said, Tom, where Buckley called out the journalist, Sam Edmund, and he, you know, basically told him it was a disgrace and a lie and all of that. Yeah. Sam Edmund then got targeted by like a bunch of Collingwood people and like people just ripping into him for being like a shit cunt journalist and, yeah. you know, yeah. kill yourself and things like that. And at no point has Buckley come out and gone, oh, no, I got that wrong. In fact, today Buckley went had an interview where what Trelaw said happened was brought up and Buckley said, oh, no, like he's remembering it wrong. I didn't tell <laughs> him that senior players wanted him out of the team. I told him that they weren't convinced that, you know, he was a good two-way runner, like he was defensive running and attacking running. And, blah, and it's like, that's a completely different thing, and you're full of shit. You are yeah. so full of shit, like your club has been. No one should ever trust anything Collingwood say ever again. I it's been a disgrace. Really, Ned Guy. Want- do you remember when Ned Guy was like, um, on trade radio, at, as the trade period ended, he said, oh, I think this whole thing about us having a salary cap issue has just been a bit of a blow-up. And yeah, then three days later, up. because of the pressure, yeah, beat up. Yeah. Three days later, now the club's like, oh, yeah, that was a salary cap pressure. Yeah. yeah. So whose who's fault is it? What a shit club. I just want to quickly point out something that Ned Guy said in that trade radio interview that is so funny. Because, like, at the worst possible time, he tried to make a lighthearted joke. <sighs> and now he's constantly being quoted on that joke, which is they were like, well, with all of these players being traded out mid-contract and, like, when they were back-ended in their deals... Should players at your club feel safe? Like, what are the risks of them being traded? And he's like, well, we can't trade anyone until next year. Like, he tried to just, like, be like, trade period's over. Ha, ha, ha. But everyone's just be- <laughs> being like, Gollywood uh, <laughs> threatening to trade more people next year. So they, good. More players will get traded out next year. I, I don't feel bad it. for him because he has, like, he's, like, Ned guy looks like a nerd, but he looks like a real cunty nerd. Yeah, he um, is. <laughs> What what's again like, the, the 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 thing, the thing to like also similar vibe. So we've spoken about Jonah Hill in this in Moneyball. Yeah. Yep. But Ned Guy gives off Jonah Hill and Wolf of Wall Street vibes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah he's thirsty. Like, yeah, he's a uh, Ned Guy has cunt. watched Wolf of Wall Street and is one of those people that thinks it's an aspirational film that you should aspire yep. to be Jordan Belfort, but you shouldn't be. There'd be a lot of them. And the the other thing too, just to factor it, so this is the issue with Collingwood. They need a hard uh, Adelaide-style reset, boys. This is that level of absurdity. Like, So Eddie Maguire at the start of this year was elected for a three-year term as president unopposed. Yep. Unopposed. Maybe Step down. Next. In three years, I might run. Get rid of Eddie. Get rid of Buckley. Because the problem is Buckley's the golden boy of Collingwood because he was when he was a player and now he's the coach. It's it's... It's, you can't That's do it. so Look weird what to because if he was the golden what boy... Heard. You can't do that to your golden boys. Hmm. It kills them. Well, so, I mean... Get Buckley out of there. I would. I agree with that, Tom. I think get rid of him. I think he's been afforded because of his status as that at that footy club. He's been afforded more opportunity than he should have got. And yeah, I think were, that he's destroying. He's destroying what was already a shit house culture. They were a bee's dick away. So they 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 won a oh, premiership in 2010. Yeah. They made a grand final in 2011 and then fell off a cliff. Yeah. And they were a bee's dick away from a flag in 2018. And they've fallen off a cliff again. And there's not been that much. Yes, they've had injuries, sure, but the list turnover hasn't been that high. And they've brought in top talent. Who was like was Malthouse still the coach in 2010? Yep, he yep. coached 10 and 11 was his last year. Yeah. Um, Buckley tweeted when the trade <laughs> period ended that it was his toughest day in football. And on the one hand, I looked at it and I was like, "Mate, you've lost grand finals. Like, shut up." But also. <laughs> He just made it about himself. Oh, yep. so hard for you, Nathan. Oh, I, sorry. I. Yes. Yeah. Did you notice that tweet was all, I made the hard calls. It was really hard for me. What about the yep. fact that you have a guy, like, don't make no mistake, the Bulldogs have thrown their arms around Trelaw in the way that only a team like the Bulldogs can. Yeah. But there's those first few photos and those <laughs> interviews with him, he's rattled. He's a rattled oh, yeah. man. He's, he's devastated. Because, yeah. like, that's the thing. And I don't know why, because Collingwood sucks, but he loved that club. Yeah. Like, and- yep. Maybe more than any player that's there. He wanted to play out his career. And it's yeah. just, they're, they're pathetic. I, as an organization, I despise them. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to it look good for the dogs because he's going to be a dog for life. I hope he wins the brown, though. I really do. I, look, I would love it. If, if our teams couldn't win the flag, I'd love him to win the brown low, and then I'd love the Bulldogs to win a premiership because of Trelaw. Like, the thing that you looked at the data and you went empirically, 
He played in the in he played the best in the finals. He got him into the grand final. He kicked the winning goal in the grand final, and they won a grand final on the back of Trelaw. And Collingwood did nothing, and Dugowie went to jail. I hope that With when Eddie. Collingwood plays uh, the Dogs in twenty twenty one, that somehow the Dogs managed to s- like sneak a few trades in mid game. So, like, uh, as the game ends, Collingwood only have 19 players, but they've picked up, like, picks 61 and 65. Worth fuck all. And meanwhile, Darcy Moore and Brody Grundy are walking <laughs> off in Bulldogs jumpers. Yeah. You know what'll be interesting, and I think it'll be the first time ever for a Collingwood game, that yeah. a player who has left their club won't be booed by their supporters. Oh, I don't know. I don't think well, they'll boo him. I think they know that the club fucked him. He was a very, like, fair, loved there's a lot player. Of, there's a lot of Collingwood supporters I hope they who cheer are- him. Losing, like, who are angry on Twitter publicly, and they are the most diehard supporters you can imagine. I listen to them calling into the radio all day, and they're they're bloody frothing. They hate it. They a lot of them are saying it's the ang- it's the angriest they've ever been with the club. And bear in mind that Jeez. a lot of these people are older and have lived through Collingwood being like pretty shit house for a long time. Yeah, Tony Shaw came out today and was just like. You fucking cunts! You stupid <laughs> fucking cunts! Oh, you made Uncle Tony angry. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, look, it's wild. Our team's tick. Collingwood being fucked on tick. Oh, it was I a perfect trade period. I can't wait for them to miss the finals next year. Um, Hopefully, that's enough for Bucks to lose his job. It's got to start at the top. I've got to get just, rid of the CEO and Eddie. Yeah, I don't want to harp on about. We've probably talked enough about Collingwood, but even just the whole like. Their company line of oh we wanted to get in you know we wanted to get some some good picks in the draft you didn't get good picks you got fourteen and sixteen in a compromised draft it's basically like having picks in the twenties mm. it's nothing and they're talking about how oh, you know we we're actually looking to the future to like recruit for the future it's like yeah you so you traded out a twenty year old gun and yeah. and the and Artu isn't an older player either he's a young gun as well so we traded yeah. out two young guns for no picks Phillips is twenty five yeah. I think that their first round draft picks of the last, uh, I think I heard this today, they've Every traded out their pick. last five yep. first round picks. Two for so, Beams, two for Trelaw, and the other one was Stevenson. Yeah. So since 2013, they have basically every first round pick they've had since 2013 is now no longer at the club, either yep. player or traded for a player. Yeah. Buckley said one more thing today that annoyed me. Um, <laughs> he had a very like well rehearsed. He had a very soft interview with Jared yeah. on SEN where like he just talked and talked and talked and said nothing and yeah. Jared didn't probe him with any hard questions. Oh, it was really disappointing. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of it, he was like, um, people outside our club might look at like a Trelaw leaving and think that it's like a fabric of the club type heart and soul player leaving. But that's he basically said that that's not the feeling inside the club. Not that Trelaw wasn't well liked or anything, but all the players they moved on, he said – they already know that they're very replaceable with players they already have sort of thing. <laughs> and it was just like, you've come on the radio to apologize to fans, basically, not be a cunt, and then you've ended on such a cunty Yeah, but, like, but, but here's the thing, How right? disrespectful. Shut up, man. Fuck. One of the reasons they weren't playing well in the middle part of the year was because Trelaw was injured. He came back in and they started winning games. Yeah. He was outstanding against... Trelaw coming back meant that Taylor Adams was free to do what he wanted, which is why they started winning and was so good in... Fucking hell, that's insane. Anyway, I'm too angry. Joel, have we got any emails? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tom, we do. Got a couple. And uh, Sean, we should brace ourselves because the first one comes straight for me and you. Well, that's a nice change. Yeah, I was rattled. So this one's from Randy. Depending on when slash if you read this, the last week or two, uh, last week or two weeks ago, Dusha and Carney was so far up Richmond's ass that from this point on, they should be referred to as Richmond sympathizers. At war, the enemy is always the enemy. I can imagine Dusha and Carney watching Wayne Carey dancing around on TV and being like, oh, 
actually, maybe he is an okay guy. <laughs> what a dumb cunt comment. Yep. Great job, Tom, for not giving in to these silver forked tongue sympathizers. They almost got you. This is the war on Richmond. Always watch your back, especially the back of your head, because the next thing you know, some giant fuckwit's hand will be pushing it into the dirt. Randy. So, look, Randy, you've come after us for the war on Richmond, forgetting, I guess, very blindly that uh, Tom was the one that was like, Collingwood are actually a great club, and uh, we've been misled by Joel Dusha because he barracks for Essendon. And we should actually not hate Collingwood. They're nice boys. Yeah, I made a huge mistake, and I will have to live with that for the rest of my life. There is only one war. There are occasional skirmishes with Richmond, but there is only one war, boys. The war with Richmond is not with Richmond. It's with fucking their cunt behind-the-scenes shit. The fact they dropped the VFLW team. But a lot of their players, minus one big fuckhead, yeah. I'll happily- I'll shake their hand. Do you know what my mum would call that email? A Trash. fucking crock of shit. <laughs> well, thank you, uh, <clears throat> Mama Carney. Yeah, thank you, Mama Carney, for that review. Uh, and uh, cop that Randy. Uh, I guess when you're emailing in filth, you have to expect that kind of response. <laughs> yeah. Finally, we've got another Richmond email. It's, uh, it's all yellow and black in our inbox tonight. And but this one, little different. Uh, this one is, I would claim, a good email. Uh, something that I probably wouldn't claim about the previous one. <laughs> nor would my mum. Yeah, nor, no. nor, nor would Mama Carney. A fucking <laughs> crock of shit. She famously said that. <laughs> uh, this is from Pat. Good afternoon, football oracles. I'm just writing this email to vent over the continued lack of a Richmond VFLW team next season. Saw the news this morning that Essendon just received a massive grant to upgrade facilities at Tullamarine, including a dedicated AFLW facility, which is so fucking good. This has made me even more angry at the staggering decision for us to cut our VFLW team. We all know you have the money to pay for it. You're very famously out of debt and just won three premierships in four years. For fuck's sake, pay for the fucking team. Plus, it would be an investment into growth in support at Richmond, and considering how many games the AFLW team lost last year, it'd probably be really helpful to retain a VFLW team so they can train and play together all year round. They also compounded it by making the cowards move and advertising a partnership with Port Melbourne, who took the spot they gave up. What are they fucking doing? What makes it even worse is that clearly Brendan Gale and the club is ambitious. He made the absolutely huge call in 2010 about winning three premierships in 10 years and got laughed at by everyone in the industry, and then we fucking did it. So why not take the same attitude here? Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) I'll be going to as many Richmond AFLW games as possible, and hopefully if they see enough support, they'll pull their heads out of their asses and reinstate the team. Cheers, boys. Pat. So a lot of Pat's email there reads like it's an email sent by me. So I just need to clarify that I am not a C- There's not two of me. And uh, I'm not secretly a Richmond supporter. Because, yeah, it's a lot of Joel Doucher about that email. And I it's like it. very douchery. Mm. <laughs> now, look, I, I like Pat's enthusiasm. I think mm. attending AFLW games en masse to show your support for the club sends the wrong message, though. Because it, it's weird. Because it's like, it, it's, it's tricky. Because you want to support your team. Yeah. But they've made such a shitty tr- call yep. that if you support their team, you're just rewarding the shitty call. I don't... Look, I don't have the answer for you. Go yeah. along, maybe maybe email them. Sure. Send them an email. Send them a letter being like, I, I support the club, I love the club. It still baffles me that you're not feeling yeah. a VFLW side when so yeah. many other clubs are. I, yeah. um, and I, I think know, a letter is that. good, Tom. I think it's a letter, yeah. idea. letter send email, it. get it done. We should Richmond write a letter. Supporters. We should. We should. We're famous well, for claiming to write letters. It's true. Oh, man. None of those. Uh, boys, I, we write a letter too? We are. We're going to write letters to Tim Kelly. That's uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that behind uh, your back, though? Uh, we were going to send two letters to Tom. Uh, to that, no, I, I remember now. We were going to yeah, do yeah. one on the show, which was please stay. And then Joel, you and I were going to do gonna one that was one. come on, mate. You've got to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we what, didn't, Tom. Uh, we didn't what, send that learning... secret second e- email. Yeah, only because we were lazy. You, yeah. yeah, exactly. It wasn't because of a moralistic <laughs> principle stance. Pat's, Pat's email goes on to uh, include a pretty huge PS as well. So, Ooh, I don't know if go. you remember, but uh, last week we put a call out for weird player stories off the field. Oh, or, like, go. interactions with players. I played basketball with a good mate of Brandon Alice's. He came to our grand final, which we played against our most hated team, and the announcing team was ripping into us. Pretty sure Brandon Alice got kicked out for yelling at the announcers and supporting <laughs> us. What a fucking legend. <laughs> that's very good, actually. That's, that's some good. That's some good work. 
Um, just Brendan Ellis having enough of it and standing up and being like, Oi! You shut the fuck up! And they're like, I've won out. a premiership! <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to keep... Look, if anyone's got more stories like that, I'd love to hear them. Please no more stories telling us that we should go easy on Collingwood or, or Richmond. Just, we choose our wars yep. and we're setting them. So, just... I get caught up in the bright lights of a fight. That's it. Yep. That's all it is. You know, I get sucked in. Look, um, Dimmer sucks shit. The uh, the Richmond board sucks shit. The players, I don't know, at least 19 or 20 of their best 22 that I would happily hang out with. Um, and one of them, of those 19 or 20, is on the field, yes, a rat-faced cunt. But off the field, gentleman. he's a rat-faced cunt that seems like a gentleman. Yeah. 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 Mm. The Look, problem in that situation is probably me. <laughs> it is, it is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Orchard Trade. I'm at Carney from 55. And I am still banned from Twitter. Uh, Fuck. Ha- happy one week. Uh, I don't think my account's coming back. And uh, Trump, if you're listening, suck shit, cunt. I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>